welcome to the Tumbleweed Podcast, where we discuss an eclectic range of topics, including business, design, Texas culture, and everything in between. We're two teachers that turned a side hustle into a nationally known apparel brand, and now we work with some of the biggest names in Texas. We strive to never stop exploring and continue to draw inspiration from our adventures. So drift and explore or raise a glass. We're always ready to hang out and talk about the things that we love. So come roll with us as we drift and explore. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the uh, Tumbleweed Podcast. We've got a really special show today. Um, kind of got a different crew in here today, and I'm kind of excited about uh, what we're going to talk about. Uh, we've got uh, Fred Rodriguez. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? He is uh, going to join us. He's one of our designers on the team. We've also got Hillary Wysong. Hey, She y'all. is one of our lead designers as well. And we have McKenna Downs. Hello. And I am Jeb Madelich. I'm a co-owner of Tumbleweed Textiles. Uh, kind of do a lot of the design work and stuff. So that's basically what we're going to dive into today is kind of talk about uh, design and art. Um, we get a lot of questions from people um, with our company, like what um, you know, what's your process, kind of what's your background, how do you come up with those designs? So we're going to kind of break all that stuff down today uh, as a design team. So I'm really excited about kind of what's going to come out of our conversation today. So, uh, so yeah, I think what will what'll make it easiest is if we just kind of like start and kind of go around the, the table here and talk about um, kind of how we got started, what our design backgrounds are, um, and then kind of how uh, we work within the team and then we'll kind of just dive into some fun stories and uh, talk about uh, things in that regard. So yeah, so let's kick it off. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Um, like I said, my name is Jeb, um, co-owner of Tumbleweed Textiles. Um, as far as my art background, <clears throat> I think, you know, I've mentioned it in a few uh, of the other episodes that we've had before. I grew up um, an artist, loving art uh, as a young child, I won an art contest in second grade. Teacher really encouraged me to keep going with it. Um, got into drafting, took some art classes in middle school, uh, was really focused in on, um, you know, architectural drawing, engineering drawing in high school. That was going to be my thing. I went to college uh, to become an architect uh, at Texas Tech. Um, switch guns majors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guns up. Um, switch majors um, after a couple years, uh, but still kind of had art in my heart. Uh, it was something I really want to do. Got into to teaching and to education. Uh, and I made sure that one of the, um, the teaching fields that I made sure that I wanted to get um, certified in was art. So I did go ahead and get my art certification. Uh, and I was able to teach art at a middle school um, about my second or third year in uh, to teaching and then got out of teaching art and got into history and was doing some coaching and stuff. And then I got an opportunity at Liberty High School here in Frisco uh, to teach art full time. And so that's kind of my art career, um, how that kind of played out. Um, and then Tumbleweed, you know, you've heard Brian and I talk about it, but it was just kind of me more sketching and stuff and, and kind of using some of my um, abilities and things that I was doing uh, that kind of caught Brian's attention Um and so we kind of tied that into the company and went from there. So we, we kind of dig into some other stories too. But uh, Hillary, tell us a little bit about what your uh, background is and how you got uh, to where you are today with the art. Yeah. So um, I had similar background in that I loved art growing up. I was always that kid drawing, you know, finding things in National Geographics or pictures of horses. Usually I was <laughs> I was that girl. Me too. Horse girl. Um, yes, I was. <laughs> Um, but loved it. And then when I got into fifth grade, actually, they had an actual art class. Everything before then was like coloring sheets or something like that. But they actually had an art class. So I started to discover, you know, like paints and clay and 
um, collage, all the different kind of mediums. And so I started to get a taste for it. Um, I was real excited about it. My parents luckily um, were really supportive of it. And so they started finding a um, an art teacher, like a private art teacher for me because um, I just couldn't get enough. And then through middle and high school, I just took as many art classes as possible. I think in high school, they only went through art two or three, but I think I went through art six because they kept adding on oh classes gosh. for me. Whoa, yeah. go Hillary. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I just... You know, that was that was my thing. And then um, you would have been to, one, of, one of our favorite students. <laughs> yes, I was like full on board. Yeah. Um, but and then once I got to college, I went to Texas Tech because they had a great graphic design program and um, applied to it after freshman year. Got in. Um, and then I felt like I really found my thing because it was technology and it was art, um, a whole lot of drawing by hand, but then, you know, putting it in the computer, which is what I feel like I do even now. Um, I start with hand drawing usually in sketchbook or now I'm, I'm going on to like my iPad and procreate. Um, but, but I still have that, that same passion. So that's kind of how I got my start in art and design. Um, after graduated, I married Brian, who is the other co-owner of Tumbleweed Textiles. So I've also been here since the beginning, 2011. And um, I kind of started working with Brian and Jeb. I would um, kind of meet with Jeb. We would talk a little bit about design. And then I would uh, do some work in Photoshop or, or Illustrator as it was needed. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, and then now I am still on the design team and, and uh, getting to work on product, but then also marketing design as well. So yeah, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Fred, tell us about you, man. Uh, mine's probably a little bit, well, a lot different than, than <laughs> y'all's. Um, so I grew up not really in a, like artistic household. My cousin, um, he he was like the creative person in my life that kind of, I would say, looking back, influenced me. He played acoustic guitar, introduced me to my favorite band, Dashboard Confessional. Um, and he did a lot of graffiti and had a black book. A black book is a graffiti book where he would write all his tags in it. So that was kind of like my That's intro. So cool to like seeing our, and his name was Monk. That's what he would tag. Um, so I kind of saw that, um, took art in middle school. And then in high school, I was super focused on grades. So I didn't really take much art, like drawing. I only took two sculpture classes and that really just kind of wow. solidified me. Um, for my love for art was more sculpture based in high school. Never took drawing one, never took wow. any drawing classes uh, in high school. Uh, and then when I went to, to college uh i was more fine art sculpture based so everything was all my artwork was was mainly sculpture 3d uh, i loved the minimalism so all my sculptures were very minimalistic and um uh, and it wasn't until i graduated and started teaching that that kind of graffiti street art kind of influence came back into my life i wanted to make artwork but inspired by street art um so i started doing stenciling and that's kind of actually how i learned design and Photoshop and Illustrator wow. is I taught myself via YouTube um, and just looking things online. I was just looking up tutorials and seeing, uh, you know, trying to make stencils. And then I learned how to make stencils. And then uh, hand lettering became a big thing on Instagram and social media. Uh, and again, it kind of tied back in with that graffiti, only I was doing it on paper and pencil. Um, and you have some really amazing um letterings that i've seen too we have some in our house <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's i appreciate so cool. it 
Um, but yeah, so lettering really kicked off my design and branding and logo making and mark making in that sense. And it was just like with every project, I just learned another thing about Photoshop and then another thing about Illustrator um, and you know, using the vectoring tool and all that stuff. So it, it was kind of going back, it, you know, it started with that, you know, my cousin's graffiti book and ended with now I do, well, you know t-shirt designs and so it's kind of related but it's different yeah not a conventional design background for sure it was definitely sculpture was my first love and then it transitioned to now i love design and uh yeah for those of y'all who know uh fred and i actually teach at liberty high school together our rooms are adjacent to each other so this whole all this stuff that he's talking about with uh learning stenciling and like lettering and things i mean those that was going on while we were while we were teaching you know we were we'd get together during our lunch or conference period and talk about stuff and we'd share instagram handles that we liked and uh the lettering thing was a big deal yeah we uh, were always collaborating i mean i would always show you my street art since i remember i would do uh first fridays at urban outfitters they used to have yeah. like uh, uh okay you can nice. they would have like four artists in front of their store and you can sell your artwork well but i remember i would so cool. i would ask jeb like hey what do you think of this or check out this new stencil yeah. like even yeah. before i was part of the tumbleweed team um so we've always just kind of been collaborating back and forth mm -hmm. or seeing your artwork with your um your collage right uh transfers so yeah, fred's my go-to if i have a trouble uh trouble with photoshop or uh, any kind of technology or illustrator <laughs> i go to fred next door he's just a, a knock away so all right mckenna you're new to the team tell I us about am. you and give us some uh, background on um how you got here in your art background yeah of course um so i kind of had i think a similar story to hillary growing up i was always that kid that was drawing um Again, also mostly horses, which is fun. Um, but eventually kind of got to take some art classes in, you know, school all growing up. So elementary school, always loved the art period. Eventually in middle school, took another art class and I think did lots of uh, watercoloring. We did some oil painting, which I really loved. And so growing up, my dad is actually very artistic. And so he's kind of who cool. inspired me and got me interested in art. He does uh, lots of cartoons. And so even in college, he had his own kind of design company wow. doing That's little logos cool. for different brands. And so just always got to watch him do that. And even, you know, in our lunch boxes, he would do little cartoons for oh, us nice. and oh, put it in there. So and cool. so I think just from a young age, kind of had a love for art and just the way you could just tell stories through it and um, just make people smile. And that's what my dad did. And so in high school, kind of kept taking art classes, got to take some photography classes as well, which I started to really love. Now that's a part of my role here at Tumbleweed, which has been awesome. I went to Texas A&M University, woo, and loved it so much. I got to minor in new media art there and so took lots of graphic design classes, some just entry-level art classes as well with kind of more so the drawing and painting and all of those things. But like Hillary was saying, eventually translating that to digital and taking classes in Illustrator and things like that, which I really started to enjoy. And um, I feel like there's so much to always learn when it comes to Photoshop and Illustrator, and you can Sorry. never <laughs> really reach the point where you know it all, but got to continue learning through college and then applied at Tumbleweed and got to sit down with Brian and kind of hear about you know, kind of what the company was doing and what art within Tumbleweed looked like and yeah. just the different inspirations and um, seeing a lot of Jeb's work and Hillary's work and Brad's work. And yeah, just kind of started to start with social media graphics and I do some email and then some photography, some videography, a little bit of podcasting, editing and post-production, which yeah, has been right fun on. to learn too. 
and I'm just starting in product design. So kind of getting to learn a lot and just really thankful for this opportunity. Yeah, that's great. We're super excited to have you on the team because you've taken a lot of off of our plates and you've for really sure. been and you've got, um, you know, really yeah. good, talented uh, eye for things. And I think you've been a really good fit. So Thank super you. happy to have you guys. Um, inspiration. That's one of the things that we get asked about, like where do you get your inspiration and stuff. Right. And so I just want to kind of go around and just talk briefly about you know, inspiration and kind of where um some of the designs and some of the ideas that we come up with, like come from, I guess. And I'll kind of start a little bit with, with talking about some of that, but Fred kind of hit it on the head. As far as tumbleweed type designs, uh, it really started with us, I think, with like a lot of the hand lettering stuff and the guys, um, you know, like John Contino, uh, Nathan Yoder, Sam Larson, people that were using like text and stuff, but then also kind of intertwining uh, a, a simple design element uh, to it. Um, the hand-drawn look, um, like it's okay to have it be a little rough, you know, which is yeah, good for me because yeah. I'm a hand-drawn guy. So I like to kind of have, that's kind of where we started with the company. Some of our designs early on really had that hand-drawn look. And I think that's what drew a lot of people to our designs because they weren't so crisp and clean. Mm -hmm. They really truly were. And I think that's something we still kind of, um, you know, hold special, you know, is, is that it's, it's truly hand-drawn and, you know, and we'll get to more of that in, in a minute. But as far as inspiration goes, I'm, yeah, I'm a Texan, true and true. So a lot of my art... Um, and my design and inspiration comes from Texas, you know, in the, in the atmosphere, um, the landscapes, uh, the plants, uh, the food, the drink. And so I just kind of am able to gather inspiration and influence, um, you know, from this, the things around me and my travels and things. Uh, but some of those artists I mentioned earlier, um, that style is kind of where I kind of honed in. And this was probably, you know, 10 or 11 years ago when they were in the heyday of kind of yeah. when hand lettering was really getting going. Fred. Mm -hmm. If you want to speak to that too, I mean, yeah, inspiration I mean, wise. That, that hand lettering phase and like, you know, social media and learning about those guys. And uh, me and Jeb used to go to this conference called Circles Conference, where a lot of these hand lettering graphic designers would go and, and you know, they would speak. Um, and it was just, yeah, like they would have like contests on Instagram, like, you know, you could post, you know, submit your hand lettering design and you can kind of compete with other people. Um, and it was just kind of like the community was small that everyone kind of slowly got to know each other. Um, mm -hmm. And it was just it was just inspiring. And it also just challenged you to get better in your hand lettering. And it wasn't I mean, once we learned image tracing and in, in, in Photoshop or not Photoshop uh, and Illustrator, that kind of really allowed that that hand lettering look to continue in to putting on a shirt, putting on, on a product. So um, that was really cool. Once we kind of learned a little bit more things like going from, uh, I remember we used to take pictures of our artwork uh, and then upload them, image yes. trace them. And now you know, we have the you know iPad and it's, it's a little bit different now as far as process, but little things like that really allowed us to keep that hand lettered look in a finished design in like Photoshop or Illustrator. So yeah, no doubt. Hillary? I, don't, I mean, I was trying to think about this earlier, and for me, it's just kind of all over the place. I feel like um, a lot of times it's when I'm experiencing something not necessarily totally new and fresh and novel that I've never done before or seen before, but just kind of getting out of my usual routine, my, kind of the mm -hmm. rut that you get in. Um, like, for example, if I've been like working really hard and um, I just haven't been able to spend a whole lot of time with like my kids or my family, even honestly, just when I sit down with them um, and we're playing Legos or what have you, I'll kind of see something in like 
the colors of the Legos, like a color palette or, you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. something that I yeah. just kind of yeah. refreshed and looking at something differently. I'll see things like on a TV show and I'll like pause it and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that would make a really cool pattern or um, just going somewhere, you know, if we go out to to um, like a coffee shop that we haven't been to in a long time. It's just, it's not the totally new, like novel experiences. It's just kind of making sure that I'm not getting stuck in that rut, which for me is usually really a struggle. Yep. Um, I think that routine. I, I can see that too. And I think that probably hits home for all of us, you know, because yeah. you, you get and you, you find inspiration kind of in where you're at. And it doesn't really, yeah. sometimes it just hits you. Like you were saying, like a TV show, like one of our, native pattern designs that we did for last two years ago. Like it was on a Seinfeld episode from like the nineties. And I I was like, check out that rug. (laughs) And I paused it and like took a picture of it. I'm like, that is a really cool design pattern. And so we kind of use that as inspiration, but, um, you know, what about you, McKenna, any design inspiration places that you, you know, go to to find stuff? Um, yeah, I would say, honestly, kind of similar experience of, um, it's kind of funny now that I work in design, I, you know, send Hillary all the time, you know, just pictures of, oh my gosh, look at this font that I, you know, saw when I was traveling or, um, you know, driving down the road or anything like that. Um, and I feel like kind of, I start to notice like colors and, um, shapes and just things that we can kind of use for inspiration, whether it's in, you know, a graphic for an email or whatever it might be. Um, I think I also, just really love, I've always loved kind of landscape photography and just, mm-hmm. I just love nature and <laughs> being outside. And so I think that kind of plays into the color palette that I normally go with and um, enjoy using. And um, yeah, so I think kind of all over, I think when I travel, I'll look at different logos of coffee shops or of, you know, wherever I might be and just kind of draw inspiration. Yeah. From I mean, I think, you know, like, one of our things we want to talk about is like, where are we inspired at? You know, like, is there a certain mm-hmm. location? I think a lot of us have kind of talked a little bit about that, but you know, like places like, you know, Hillary's family, they live in Round Top, Texas. And right. th- those of you that are, you know, Texans or know a little bit about what's going on down in Round Top. It's crazy. It's just like this mega, like antique junk, twice like a twice yeah, a year. I mean, it's wow. the biggest, I mean, people come from all over um, the country, all over the world, you know, basically oh, yeah. to get uh, either design influence or like, you know, for home home interiors, um, landscape, architecture, all you name it, the design stuff's going on in Round Top. So we've been able to go down there with the Weissong family uh, a couple of times. And I'll tell you what, just like digging through old cans and seeing old signs and yes. all that stuff. I mean, you can gather so many informa- in, inspiration. I take so many pictures. So I think a lot of my inspiration comes from like junking, garage sailing, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, cool. junk trips, you know, things like that. Just like, like you said, McKenna, like lettering text from the fifties, the sixties, mm-hmm. colorways, old logos and stuff. So, I mean, there's so many different places that you can. Yeah. I mean, I, I've just always been, I mean, I've always seen all the stuff that you kind of bring in or even your thrifting, you'll tell me, Hey, I found this or like mm-hmm. what you're inspired by, or you're, you used to have a, your old, um, your blog. Oh yeah. Uh, so jackytrinkets.com. <laughs> Shout out. I haven't uh, posted since 2015, but still some cool stuff. (laughs) But I remember that all that stuff that, I mean, your maps that you collect, all that stuff. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's influenced me too. Like just seeing it secondhand, you collect them, but then seeing it secondhand for me, it's just like, I'm getting, you know, I'm understanding, you know, different landscapes and different things Mm -hmm. you're, you know, antiquing from, from your thrifting and all your photos. So yeah, super cool. I agree. I mean, there's just, you know, I wouldn't say there's one particular place that I get inspiration. It's just more like, Mm -hmm. you know, and artists that are listening, you know, we're talking about, you just kind of 
it hits you. And then there's sometimes you get those, that artist block, you know, you run oh, into like yeah. those times and it's the worst. So you're just kind of like, yeah. can't think of anything. And sometimes you just need to like unplug. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Or keep going. Like just even going. if it's not good, just keep going right. for sure. And just mm-hmm. kind of. Sometimes I find inspiration when we go on our vacations, like to the mountains where we have no internet. You're just kind of yeah. sitting there going, okay, what are we going to do? You <laughs> just look around and you start, you know, getting yeah. those vibes and stuff. But yeah, it's good. Um, all right. So let's talk about designs that we've done. Uh, and then also kind of that, that feeling and, and uh, that you get when you see someone wearing a design or you see one of our designs out in the wild, kind of that feeling that you get. Um well, I'll, I'll start. Okay. One, one, of my, one of my favorite things is really just telling my dad and mom, like, hey, check out this Whataburger design, you know, and, right. you know, Hillary or, or Jeb has sent me photos like, hey, it's on, you know, the side of Whataburger. But that's really my favorite is like telling my dad, like, hey, I, I designed that shirt. Like, yeah. um, so and then uh, one time, like, I never do this normally, but one time we were in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I saw this lady wearing the the wildflowers shirt. Uh, I think, what? Taylor, you designed it? That was Jeb. Or Jeb. Yeah. Uh, and I stopped her and I was like, hey, I work for that company. But that's really the only time I stopped her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just so weird because I was, uh, yeah, I was picking up groceries on a beach cruiser and, uh-huh. and saw this lady and I was like, I gotta <laughs> stop and tell her. But yeah, yeah so that, that mm-hmm. those, those, you know, sh- telling my parents, and then stopping that lady, those have been some of my favorite moments. Yeah, it's yeah. really fun. I know early on when Brian and I like saw a stranger out one day, I think we were at the mall or something. We saw a stranger wearing one of our shirts. We're like, we don't, <laughs> we don't know them. We're like, so that one of yes. our family or friends wearing one of our designs. And that was really, really fun and a cool deal. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, it never gets old. It's always really something. Exactly. I mean, in the places we've seen shirts, I mean, Carrie and I went to Mexico like two years ago. There's people at the resort wearing our shirts. Like we have <laughs> so no wild. idea who these it's people amazing. are. I have people yeah. that my friends always like to text me pictures that they see of people in the airport, like in Alaska, <laughs> or they run into someone in Hawaii. You know, they, they always like sharing our story too. So that's always kind of a fun. Yeah. Uh, deal. I texted you the other day about Taco Chronicles. The shirts were on that oh, yeah. Netflix oh, show. Oh yeah, Chronicles. Uh-huh. yeah. And I took a picture and sent it to you. Yeah, uh, that was wow. awesome. That was One really of my cool. favorite stories though, we were at a concert. I think. I think I think Brian was there too. No, I can't remember. It was in White uh, Whitewater Sports in New Braunfels, uh, and it was a rowdy show. It might have been Turnpike or like Ryan Bingham or someone, and it was getting rowdy. And it was <laughs> I was up in the mix, and it was crowded, and <laughs> people were kind of banging around on me, and the music was going. It was fun, you know. That's, that's that's the way I like to see a concert. And this one dude, he turned around. He had a full beer in his hand, and he turned around and he like he got bumped, and he spilled his whole beer like on me. Oh, I'm like, dude, I was like oh, so no. mad. You know, I wasn't going to fight him or anything, but I was like, man, what is going on? And he like turns around and I was getting ready to go, dude, what's up? And he, but he had like our drink Texas beer shirt on. <laughs> so you can't be yeah, mad. Like, yeah, you can't I was be like, mad dude, at that point. I designed that shirt. And he's like, awesome, man. I'm sorry I spilled my beer on you. I was like, Immediate right. best friend. I'm friends. like, it's all right. So yeah. So that was kind of a fun story of that's cool. seeing I my see stuff. That shirt oh my too. gosh! Yeah, yeah. we yeah. saw someone yesterday at lunch wearing one that's of our right. shirts. So that we was good. so yeah. yeah. Here in Frisco, yeah, we true. see a lot of them just you know because our store is is here in town, and so we have a lot of really good support, I guess, with the community and the school district and stuff. So for sure, kind of a neat deal to see um, shirts out. Any you guys have any good stories about seeing stuff out or? I mean, I, I see it or we see it all the time. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see it out in the wild, as we say. But, um, <laughs> in the wild. Usually, Brian and I just kind of like elbow each other. And we're like, hey, look, you know, yeah. they've got such and such on. Right. And uh, like, oh, that's cool. So we don't usually say anything. Sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm passing them like on, you know, a, 
a pathway, I'll be like, that's sure, you know, and like, oh yeah, thanks. And yeah. uh-huh. they, they little do they know. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, I don't think I have anything as cool as seeing somebody in Florida. Or <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, I'm trying to think, I feel like I see them, you know, just all around, honestly, um, especially in Frisco. But remember I was hiking on a trail in Oklahoma with some friends. We did a little camping trip and passed someone on the trail and kind of the same thing. I was like, Hey, nice shirt, <laughs> you know, and it's just kind of fun to see in the wild. Um, as we say, and then one of our part-timers, she also said that she saw someone in Mexico with, I think it was the a monarch shirt on which is just Aww. you know crazy all around the world there's yeah it's really it's so. uh, like i said it doesn't get old it's really fun and i'm kind of like you hillary i don't go up and like say hey i designed that or do that it's just kind of fun <laughs> yeah. to see that and, and know that now my daughter when she was younger she'd be like my daddy designed that shirt. <laughs> she was she has no fear of talking but she doesn't do that much anymore she's 16 so she's like she plays <laughs> a little bit more cool now uh and one design uh the texas towns design yes. um that's probably one of our most popular shirts that we've done and it's kind of been um, it's had its, it's had its little controversies, I guess you could say. Um, right. and I, uh, I designed that shirt actually, I guess it was before the company even started. So I got a map together. I got the idea to try and like ride out as many Texas towns in a geographical, you know, correct location on the, on the map of Texas. And I was picking places like where I used to live, right. old rival schools, where I had friends from college from. And so I was just putting in the towns that I liked and knew. And I did this really late at night. I did it all in one night and wrote it all out and didn't think anything of it. It wasn't until about three months into our company, Brian's like, remember that design you did of the Texas towns? That would look cool on a shirt. So it's like, okay. And we ended up doing it on a shirt. Uh, there's only 187 towns on there, though. Okay. Um, See, I didn't know the official number. <laughs> there's not 187 towns in Texas. There's <laughs> way more. And so when we started selling that shirt, uh, we did get a lot of feedback from people like, why did you leave such and such town off? Why did you leave mm-hmm. such and such? How can you make this town so much bigger than the other? You know, so <laughs> that's kind of been a, you know, kind of yeah. fun in a way because there's because then we because um, Texas Humor actually started buying those shirts from us and they have right. a huge following. And so. Anytime they would post that design, like on Instagram or on Twitter, they would get so much backlash, like what, why, what towns are on and off and stuff. So I thought that was kind of a, I don't know. That's just one design that kind of stands out that, um, that I know a lot of people wear. And then, you know, some people won't buy it because their town's not on there. So maybe we need to look into adding some towns. But it's a, that was a tedious process when you're writing all those towns on the, I bet. On the yeah. deal. All right. So let's talk about design process. Like how do we get from, um, a design that maybe is in our head and how do we get it to a shirt? Like what's the process for everybody? Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's taken us a while to kind of get to where we are as far as developing the process. It's mm-hmm. kind of been all over the place, especially the more designers and artists that we add to it. It's just, it's adding more, um, kind of more pieces to the puzzle, which is fantastic. And we're able to, you know, knock out a whole lot more stuff, but it's just trying to figure out and make sure that we are getting everything done and not letting anything fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. So, um, what we use as a team is, uh, Asana, which some of you may be familiar with. Um, if you're not, it's a project management system. And for us, it's been really instrumental because we've been able to kind of write out the different steps of the process um, from let's say brainstorm where all of us are kind of dumping ideas. So we may even just write down or type out, you know, um, cactus with tumbleweed textiles or, you know, Buffalo with such and such with text written in it. Um, 
anyway, so writing it out, we could sketch it out. Sometimes we just jump straight into um, kind of a text-based something and have that from Illustrator, um, whatever it is. But we're all just dumping ideas in there. Um, from there, what we do is we go ahead and we pick what we feel like are the, the strongest ideas. And then we start cleaning those up and then kind of playing with colors and maybe modifying the designs a little bit. And that's, to me, the most fun part, because getting to work with y'all and actually having the back and forth, that's yeah, when I feel like super we have the most successful designs. Well, I think really. some of our best designs are, are something that maybe you started, I finished, or yes. I started, yeah. you finished, or Fred put, you know, yeah. and you get... You know, Almost this like many sets film. of eyes yeah. on yeah. something. And, I mean, and I've always appreciated that with, with designing with you all because it's not like, oh, this is my design. Like, it's always right. been a collaborative. Like, we're it's for Tumbleweed. It's, you know, so, yeah, like, if, you know, there's been plenty of times where, Jeb, you've started something and maybe I'll clean it up or add text mm -hmm. to oh, it. No or, doubt. A lot of you times. Know, <laughs> 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 um, and vice versa of just like, hey, or Hillary, Hillary's great on giving me feedback or, or, you know, giving me fonts to use. And I appreciate it. Like, I'm not like, oh man, like I messed up or like, I need to be like, it's just like, I appreciate that you're making me a better designer. Um, so I've, I've grown so much, even just being on the team. And I love that collaborative, you know, going back and forth on, on designs for sure. Yeah, and one thing, I mean, we started out truly, at least I did truly on sketchbook, you know, right? with the pencil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we, I'd micron it, you know, and like, ink it and then oh, yeah. fred was teaching me how to scan stuff you know like <laughs> my phone he said oh there's a scanner app you can do okay cool so i started doing that and then getting it in photoshop and that so i mean mm -hmm. that process i mean for 10 plus years that's how it went for me as far as like the actual design itself it started with a sketch an idea mm -hmm. uh, one of those brainstorm dumped ideas into yes. the asana or whatever and then it you build it up i'd ink it scan it get in photoshop clean it up texture it mess around play with that but McKenna and I, the last couple of years, uh, we've kind of moved to Procreate on the iPad. Mm -hmm. uh, you like that, right? Yes, big, big <laughs> fan it's, of Procreate. It's a, it's, it's a takes, big change. Right. It takes a lot of steps out of the process. Yeah, too. I think, mm -hmm. I mean, I would say over the last nine months or so, almost everything I've done is exclusively on the iPad. So I've, my sketchbooks, I have stacks of them at home and mm -hmm. haven't cracked one open in, in months. We've gone pretty much, I've gone pretty much straight iPad. Uh, procreate because you can with the apple pencil you can draw out stuff and a lot of different things. yeah right. and for, for those of you that are interested i little pro tip get a mat i like the matte screen protector oh, on the ipad yes. that yeah. makes a huge difference if you want to draw on the ipad for sure that paper the paper yeah the paper like the paper like is yes. super good too it just feels like you're drawing it has a little bit a of a texture yeah. to it right. so it's not like you're drawing it it's like your, your pencil sliding around on there it, it yeah. actually has a little bit of grip and feels pretty good um Fred, I know you're pretty good with with Illustrator and stuff. So once we do get it, that kind of the design, like the final stage, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, before we send it to like the screen printer, they've got to kind of have it in a good vector style. Yeah. So in kind of, you know, because of my background a little bit in like branding and logo making, all that stuff had to be in Illustrator. Most of the final files end up being in Illustrator. Mm -hmm. So I've just kind of learned to kind of live within that that sphere. So and for me, I just find it easier to you know, play with fonts and different things and adjust things in Illustrator. So as quickly as I can get into Illustrator, it, I'm happy because, you know, it's just it's what I'm I would say I'm best at is an Illustrator. Um, so, yeah, taking either whether it's taking your drawings, Jeb, and scanning them in or, or 
uploading them to, to Illustrator and live tracing them and then tweaking them there. It's it's just the quickest for me. So I love Illustrator. I mean, I, I have Procreate, but it's I just I'm not in it as much as I should be in it. Um, but I'm in Illustrator way, way, way more. <laughs> Illustrator's your yeah, go-to. It's my yeah. go-to for sure. That's my weakness. I, I need to learn more about how to do that. But um, for sure, I mean, we the good thing about our team is that somebody brings something to the table that, so, you know, if I need help with something, someone sure. else needs help, you know, we can yeah. all kind of bounce ideas and, and work together. I think that's what makes uh, our group special and, and kind of the things that we punch out. Uh, mm-hmm. Colors are also fun, you know, like kind of picking out colors. Um, Hillary, you want to talk about like colors and like, trends and like how much do we follow that you know yeah. what what the trends are and then kind of what we want to do and kind of how we pick colors and stuff yeah for mocks and stuff so i mean i feel like every year we end up looking at um, pantone to see what the forecast is um but we don't necessarily usually follow it always right. we might take like a color like the color of the year and have a little pop of it here and there mm-hmm. but um a lot of times it's not necessarily on brand for us. So what right. we try and do is make sure that it stays true to who we are as a company and as a brand. Um but we kind of have the same kind of color palettes that we kind of like to play in. We have a palette set up in Illustrator in a file mm-hmm. where we kind of pick from the same like 20 to 30 type of colors. Right. Um and work. Well, we there. like that consistency, I guess. And exactly. I, I think something cool mm-hmm. that we did it was right before we opened the store. It was probably about two and a half years ago. We kind of came up and we decided we needed to really truly make a branding guide. Right. Um, and it was before you were here, McKenna, but we kind of got together and, and kind of chose a set of colors that were going to be the tumbleweed colors. And it, it's not necessarily colors that are going to be on our shirts and garments and stuff, but it's more for our branding, uh, our email marketing, mm-hmm. uh, what our store was going to look like, the colors we were going to use. Um, so anything that goes out or on our website, we tr- really do try and you want to talk about that kind of yeah. how we created that. Yeah. So we kind of, we sat down and kind of had a brainstorm session thinking about what fits, you know, we started with our red because that was what the logo was. Right. So that was kind of our base and then thinking, okay, well, what, um, what could complement that? What Accents works with and that? Stuff, yeah. And, um, and then slowly making it to where the red was the accent as opposed to like everything is red. Right. Gotcha. So that's where we came from the um, kind of that blue, that navy blue mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. use for a whole lot of stuff. We also mm-hmm. have a super dark blue that's almost like a black right. mm-hmm. um, to use as accents, a gold and then like a gray, mm-hmm. almost like a cool gray, too, I think is what it ends up being. Um, but those are the primary kind of colors that we stick with. I know that for all of our like online assets, we have templates. And then mm-hmm. if you open up those templates, you have a, like a basically the palette in there. So all you have to do is use your color picker and then automatically use those. We have the same thing for fonts. Like we have the same three to four kind of fonts that we usually try and pull from. Sometimes we get outside of that um, to kind of fit a different mood or a different style. But um, mm-hmm. those are also on our branding guide as well. Yeah, I think that yeah. was a really... It took a lot of the thought out of mm-hmm. some stuff because, I right. mean, before we were kind of all over the board, you know, like just colors we were kind of liking. <laughs> right. yeah. We kind of tried to tie the red in. And, of course, Brian, his background is really like branding and marketing and exactly. stuff. And he was like, guys, we need to, like, tighten this up. We need yes. to really come in and what fonts are we going to use? Okay. When are we going to use our logo? How are we going to use our logo? Uh, you know, kind of what bigger companies do. And so it was fun that when we finally got that branding guide, it kind of took a lot of the thought out. And so we mm-hmm. kind of look yeah. at it and it's, it was as long as we use those colors in the fonts and stuff, it all kind of brings that. Feels cohesive. Yeah. yeah. And was that easy yeah, for it's you so important, when you came in? For sure. McKenna, like seeing yeah. that we had that kind of in place, I guess. 
Is yes, that helpful? for sure. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say too, coming in as the newest designer to the team, you know, I think kind of getting to learn the Tumbleweed brand and what does that look like? And, um, you know, I think having that guide, I, I mean, Hillary sent me a designer resource that had the links to all of that. And I just pulled that up every single day and went back to it. And so I think it was a great tool for me to kind of learn um, the branding colors and the fonts that we use and kind of get to an easier transition onto the team, I think, um, and designing for Tumbleweed. For and sure. it just streamlines, like you can focus more on the design. You have all that other stuff ready to go. You know mm-hmm. what it's supposed to yeah, be. And then you true. can just design you know, if we're doing t-shirts or any, any product that we're designing. So it's, it's nice for that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with shirt design and product design, like Hillary kind of said, we, we do look at forecasts and kind of like see what trendy colors might be, but you know, we also look at what our customers like and what exactly. colors have mm-hmm. been popular with what, we'll, what we've sold in the past. And then colors that we, you know, there's some colors that just don't do as well as others. There's certain oh, yeah. you know, things that don't look well. You know, so there's a lot of women that won't wear a certain color because it does, it washes me out or it doesn't look, you know, so we have yeah. to gauge that and kind of decide what's going to be the best fit, you know, as far as uh, product, you know, and, and clothing and, and things like that, as far as the, the colors go. So I, I love colors. I always think it's fun to, to create, you know, multiple mock-ups of the, of one design on different colors and kind of all of us kind of get together and kind of choose what, Oh, yeah. We think it's going to be the best fit. That's one of my favorite things. That I feel do. like I've had to learn to work with colors. <laughs> Typically, I wear all black. Yeah, I wear <laughs> like the man in black. <laughs> I'm not super colorful. Yeah, He's yeah, wearing, yeah, just yeah, wearing a colorful flannel, go. but normally nice. I'm wearing... Fred's <laughs> waiting for us to do cardigans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, cardigans. It's, it's yeah. Cardigans and flannels. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's been times where I'm just like, okay, black t-shirt. Let me see if I can get this design on a black t-shirt because <laughs> yeah. I love black t-shirts. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. But... Uh, well, that's how I am with navy. So almost every design I do, I'm like, it's I put it on the navy. <laughs> Straight to the, the navy. That's my favorite color. It looks best on me, I think. So that's what I always do. No, but that's definitely helped me learn to like, okay, let me try. And even like uh, women's colors and, and right. you know, more feminine colors, like, you know, using those in, in you know, mock-ups and, and all that. So it's been helpful to kind of see the design in a different you know, how is this going to work on a lighter pink shirt or it how totally is this going to work? Yeah, yeah. totally. Changes. Yeah. It, yeah. It changes true. the design. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been good for, for growth for me. Yeah. <laughs> this has been good. Um, and then wrapping up, I want to kind of go around and, and talk about um, kind of some of the things that maybe how you've grown, you know, um, some things that you've learned. And I know some of those things have been mentioned already today, but maybe there's something that kind of stands out like, Something that you've learned or the ways you've grown as an artist, uh, just, you know, with working with our team. Hillary, kick it off. Oh, man. I feel like so I've just grown so much. Um, at least I do. Hopefully other people, you know, can see it too <laughs> as, as the journey continues. But um, I feel like as an artist, I've grown because I've, I've honestly seeing you guys work, being able to kind of be part of that and bouncing things back and forth uh, has really made me a better artist. And um just widening my horizons, being able to see more, kind of develop more of a style, but being open to other things outside of what I would normally like my go-to. Um, but then also I feel like the technology, because it's ever-changing, yeah, it's totally. always yeah. something new. I feel like there does not go a week, a week does not go by without me having to look up, okay, how do I do this? How do I solve this problem? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, something's changed in Adobe, or maybe I just don't know how to do it. So um, figuring that out and then try, doing my best to make sure that I share that information. Like McKenna mentioned, we have that designer resource yeah. where I try. And yeah. And you do do a good job at that. Yeah. For sure. Sharing for sure. that and helping us for sure. Awesome. Yes. Good. Fred, you learn anything? 
so much. So, like I said, the the collaboration is is has been huge for me. Um, but also, like, I mean, I work on a lot of the shirts and stickers and things like that. But even being able to work on some of the the like Whataburger or Dr Pepper, like that has been. I've learned so much from just kind of seeing like the the things that they ask for us or how we need to design for them um, that I've learning like their branding, they have branding guides and they have Definitely. parameters that we need to design around along our design, you know, parameters. So um, adjusting, you know, sometimes as artists, we can just be like, Oh, this, like, I want this, yes. but that's more art and design is different. Design is, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you have, you know, other goals and other things that you need to focus on. So I feel like it's definitely res- uh, refined my design thinking on like, okay, I need to solve this problem within these parameters. So I think just over the years, I've just, it's been, I've just keep refining just my, my skills as, as a designer, uh, separate as an artist. Mm. Yeah. McKenna, you got anything that yeah. you feel like you've grown? I know you've only been here about a year or so or a little bit over, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot. I know <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Yes, um, I think. Yeah, you guys touched on a lot of the things that I was going to say, um, especially with kind of what Fred was talking about, um, art versus design, and kind of how those two interact. And I think, especially working within a company, um, kind of keeping in mind, um, you know, marketing and designing for the customer, and um, kind of getting to, you know, have strategy within that or brands, you know, whether it's custom work or whatever that looks like. Um, I think, you know, um, whether it's me designing that or just getting to watch you guys do that um, and kind of learn from, um, yeah, the ways that that you guys kind of go about that. And um, yeah, I think this has just been the best opportunity to get to sit with three designers and just kind of watch each of you have your own unique style, um, but are all so talented and skilled. And so, um, I think I've just learned a ton, whether it's technical or just, um, you know, like a specific skill mm-hmm. or um, whether it's just kind of getting to watch the brainstorm process and kind of how you guys go about um, becoming inspired and what that looks like. And so um, I think as kind of a newer designer, I'm just taking in all the time, asking you guys probably more questions than <laughs> than you ever expected I would, oh, but yeah. um, getting to learn so much and just I'm excited to continue getting to learn from you guys. And so, I yeah. think that it's so obvious how much you've grown. Like it's just, I feel Thank like you, you accelerated and it's just like you took off and you, you said you ask a lot of questions. You do, you ask great questions. You, you ask the questions that you should be asking. And then once you've asked a question, you don't ask it again. So you're like, I feel like you are a really good learner. Um, you. you take things upon yourself and then like you have that raw talent and it's just being refined now. So um, you. you're doing awesome. Yeah. Thank you. As far as my growth, I mean, I've, I think I've grown a ton because, yeah, I used to be kind of what I would consider more of a fine artist, like a, trying to draw more realistic type things, landscapes, you know realistic style paintings that was really my thing and and I never really considered myself a designer still kind of I don't know I guess I've designed enough t-shirts I can kind of call myself (laughs) I think we all kind of live in both worlds sometimes we have our artist hat on and sometimes we have our designer hat on but yeah but like you know with like technology and I think that's one of the biggest places I've grown I didn't know anything about photoshop never opened it up hardly ever before I'd ever I was always interested in it I think I took a couple you know little classes and stuff on it but didn't really get very far um, but yeah, I just think learning the business side of it too has been huge. Just like, like what you were saying, Fred, like certain brands and like what they want and what, the, how it has to be in the colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're super strict about that stuff. And I was always kind of like, oh yeah, I probably doesn't mean it. But like, no, like it's, 
It's, like, it's there for a purpose. It's, yeah. it's there, and, and you kind of think it's silly, but they're like, oh, well, they're protecting their brand, and mm-hmm. you know, they got these in place for a reason. So that was kind of something that I really have you know learned a lot about. And then also, I guess, just the the whole design world and fashion industry and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, just all the different things. I mean, we've learned so much. I mean, because we knew nothing starting out, and so it's just kind of jumping in and and really, you know, Brian has done a great job kind of leading us and and, and getting getting us on track and getting us prepared to to be able to do things and in and, and, and our design and, and make it sure that it falls in place with with what the industry wants and what, you know, what the trends are and kind of like really doing it the right way. You know, it took us a little while to do it the right way. I think right. we were kind of all over the place early on. We had drop boxes. Well, we still got drop boxes. <laughs> drop is still a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a little bit better than it used to be. But we used to have stuff all over the place. But now we're kind of refining it and pulling it all together. But yeah, I've learned so much from all you guys and, and just doing this um, over the years. And it's been such a fun ride and uh, looking forward to the future. And um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely grown as an artist. I am kind of looking forward to the time where I may be able to get back into some more painting and have some time to like kind of do some more of the fine art stuff. But uh, this has been awesome. Um, doing that with you guys anybody else have anything else that they want to mention design wise i don't think so any advice to any like a real quick little like just maybe a snippet for a designer that might be listening for me i'm a teacher i teach next to job um and a lot of times kids are like i don't know how to draw and if you are interested in design or art like anyone can do it you just gotta Mm -hmm. practice like i literally didn't you know me and jeb didn't know anything about photoshop or illustrator or anything like that and I mean, YouTube is a good yeah. resource. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can just literally just practice. If you draw every day, you're going to get better. Oh, for sure. Regardless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're interested in design or art, just just draw, really. Just draw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, Fred and I teach uh, the youth of America every day. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do get a lot of random questions about how people can't draw and stuff. But, like, the resources are endless. Mm-hmm. Now, I tell That's my kids so that true. all the day. I'm like, I'm not the best person at teaching you how to draw a human eye but on youtube there are like yeah. hundreds of videos <laughs> on how to draw the perfect eye and if you just do it a few times and do it you you'll be way better than me in yeah. probably a week so the resources are out there right. keep pushing try and be creative try to be unique um try and to come don't up with compare some... yourself yeah. i mean i yeah. sometimes we compare you know for me even when we talk about hand lettering i would compare myself to these hand letters or designers that have been doing it for years and right. it's like well yeah you're not going to be you're not as good as them they've been doing it for 20 plus years right. like give yourself some time so give yeah. yourself some grace yeah. in that I for think sure people they yeah they, they look at others other artists and it stifles them they're like oh i can't even it freezes them they can't mm-hmm. they don't want to push it's like more, you know, we've heard, you know, some of the guys we used to listen to on podcasts and stuff. They're like, it's every day, create something mm-hmm. every day, put it mm-hmm. out there, put it out there, create, you know, and it's just, you know, that would, that would be my two cents. Anybody else have anything else? We'll wrap the sucker up. Yeah, I would say um, one of the things would be to be open to feedback, I think, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. not be too yeah. emotionally invested in something because I know I've had some designs that I just try so hard to make something work and mm-hmm. I'll show it to one of y'all or even somebody in the office. And I'm like, what do you see? Like, is this working? And they're like, yeah, I don't think so. And so just <laughs> being able to let it go and move mm-hmm. on to the next idea. Um, and then tying into that, I would say, um, allowing the feedback from if you have, a marketing team or a sales team, Mm -hmm. making sure that you're using them as a resource so that you know what is going to be the most successful 
um, because they're going to have a better insight into like what is selling the best as far as like designs or colors or what Mm -hmm. have you. So I know that a lot of times as designers, we bump heads with those um, marketing or those salespeople. But really, um, the beauty is when we're able to like work together and collaborate on those things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's so true. So, well, guys, I've enjoyed this conversation. I love talking about art, love talking about design and stuff. Um, Can't beat it. Um, Thank you all for joining us. Um, Thank you all for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, You guys have a great week and uh, we're out. All right. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Adios.